Hi, my name is Jennifer Keller. I'm the Customer Success Manager at the Activate Company. I want to welcome you to the ninth episode of our multi-part Dealer Best Practice series, Turning Inspections into Cash. In this series, you'll hear from Case IH, New Holland, and Case Construction Equipment Dealers about the unique ways that they are using digital inspections to improve customer satisfaction and generate more parts and service business for their dealerships. In this episode, you'll hear from Chris Sutton, Corporate Product and Support Manager at Advanced Quip in New Zealand, to learn how they are setting an industry standard on the customer experience in New Zealand with consistent, high-quality inspection reports every time they have eyes on a machine. Advanced Quip represents KCE, ASV, Iveco, and Astra Brands with three locations in New Zealand. Their headquarters is in Gore, Southland. Um, well, I, I guess... Um Without spending too much time on the whole COVID thing, I guess that's been a challenge for everybody. And uh, I guess that's one of the things is I've had a change in my role and that uh, before I was responsible for parts and service right through the business. And now I'm actually in a, a training and product support role. Uh, so, and... There's three of us in the team, and ASIPS is my responsibility within that team. So, yeah, I suppose I'm still the right person to be talking to in that regard. So up until September, I guess I was responsible for ASIPS, how it happened, or, you know, in terms of delivery. Now it's really just a training role or a support role. One of the, one of the issues that we do have is we have varying levels of engagement with the program amongst our staff and our different branches. Yep. And it's a bit, where we need to put some focus this year is in actually training. Um, you know, guys that are suspicious about the program, they think it's all about the company wants, just wants to get more money out of the customer. Yeah. And mechanics, a lot of mechanics, um, their mindset is they want to, and it's correct, they, they want to think that they're doing the best for the customer, not yeah. that we're just, um, you know, getting as much money as we can off them. So I think we, we need to spend a lot of focus on actually educating our staff the benefits of the program to the customer. I think the customers, um, most customers are sold on it straight away. I mean, we get really positive feedback from customers. I mean, a lot of them are multi-fleet owners and they don't get to see their own equipment and it's handy for them to get – and, I mean, you know all this. Um, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's great to hear it. To hear it. Yeah, they see a lot of benefit in getting a report about the condition of their equipment. Mm-hmm. So for us, I think the, the challenge is actually to – educate and sell it to our own staff so that they know that there's a benefit to the customer. It's not all just about, you know, the win amount in terms of dollars and cents. The other side of it is that staff need to realise that it's the the dollars and cents that pays their wages and means that they've still got a job. Um, So, look, I mean, the other thing that I guess with this year, obviously training is going to be a big focus with us as a company 
this year. I mean, that's why we've invested a bit more more in terms of um, resources on staff. Um, and so, I know that you've, as a as a partner, you've always been um, happy to provide training to our staff. I think we would like to do some of ASIP training ourselves, but we probably, if there was some resources in terms of customer testimonies or, uh, you know, testimonies or video testimonies from other dealers that we could put on our LMS system so that was available for our staff. It's, it's just like mm-hmm. if they could hear the same message from different people around the world rather than just hearing it from myself right. or, you, you know what I mean? I, it just builds up that weight of evidence that, you know, this is the what we should be doing. Well, it's uh, products and support specialists. So I'm responsible for our ASV product line in terms of our product. So, I mean, we do, we do case construction. Um, hopefully no one from case is going to be watching this. Uh, but I'll, mm-hmm. so I'm responsible for our ASV product. Mm-hmm. And we also do Iveco and Astra. Iveco on road and Astra off road, which mm-hmm. are both CNH products. Also, I'm responsible for our, all our authorised service centres. So our service agents around the country, that's my responsibility to manage those relationships. Yeah, that's basically. Also, with it, there are other things. I, I provide technical support for all warranty. So mm-hmm. basically technical support to the warranty department. Um, all service contracts, I'm responsible for managing service contracts within the business. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's basically it. So the owners of the business, um, live down in Southland and that's where the head office is. Uh, it's physically our smallest branch. Um, which, I mean, just prior to COVID, we purchased land and we're going to start building a new head office workshop. But with COVID coming on, that's sort of been, um, I'd say that's been delayed by a couple of years. These things happen. We were all, we're all sort of bursting at the seams here and we're all keen to be, um, moving into a new premises, but we might have to wait a couple of years for that now, I think. So Southland's our head office. Um, we've just shifted branches into a new bigger building in Christchurch, and then we have our um, branch in Auckland, which, I mean, if you went on Google um, Google Maps, you'd be able to get a street view of them, have a bit of a look if you're curious. You probably you wouldn't see much of our Southland branch because it's sort of down a back, um, sort of a back section. There's a tire shop on the front of it. You'll see where you can get some tires. That's about all. Well, the objective was to grow our parts and service departments. 
I mean, that would, I mean, we enrolled, I think, early on. Um, we had a bit of a false start, if you like. We um, took a while to get it going. But, I mean, that would have been, uh, look, I was over at, I think it was Geared for Growth, it's to develop from that really into providing a better customer experience because, I mean, I guess there's a feeling that if a technician is doing his job properly, he should be noticing that work and you should actually be getting that those opportunities anyway without the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ASIPS does is it actually provides a means of communicating that and recording that, you know, it's a tool for communicating with the customer. So it's really, yeah, it's a bit of a shift into improving the customer experience. That would that would be um, my take on it. And and I mean, particularly with the the environment we find ourselves in now. You know, retaining customers, I mean, it's always been key, but even more so now, um, everybody's, you know, under pressure to some degree and, and we want to make it easy for our customers to do business with us. Um, you know, just basically, I guess it's, um, yeah, give them a better customer experience so that it's better to do business with us than to go down the road to the competition. The majority is, I mean, we do get feedback from customers so that they love the reports. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's really just a acceptance of the product and think that it's a good good thing, yeah. In some ways, it, it's probably more of a negative because if you don't do it, the customer is expecting, you say, well, you know, where's my report? If a technician hasn't done it or slipped up and he's expecting his ASIP report, um, you get negative feedback. <laughs> so you set you set a high standard, and then you've got to maintain it. Well, I think it's something that we we use internally quite a bit because, particularly supporting the warranty department, that you have you actually develop a library of photos of the machine yourselves. So you're able to be able to get a good handle of the condition of the machine. So that I think that's not the intended purpose of ASIP, but it does help us, you know, even internally get a good understanding and be able to, um, you know, check out the condition of the machine. I mean, we had we had a, I mean, a, a situation just recently where. A machine that's working on a waste in a waste site. Um, the customer, I mean, there's a little bit of tension there. They want to use a different supplier, um, just on that particular site. Whereas we have a national contract with waste management, um, and that supervisor wants to get someone else in there, which happens from time to time, and we've done. They were sent for an email saying, oh, yeah, your tech went and the door rubber was falling off and he never fixed it. And we sent them a, you know, said, well, here's the ASIP report and the photo clearly shows you that the 
the door rubber is attached. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're able to prove that, well, well, you know, show that the machine, whatever was wrong with it, had happened after our technician had left the site. Well, I guess I could say ad hoc or none or just paper inspections, yeah. So nothing formalised. What I'd say, Jennifer, is that having, you know, the photos and the formalised report, it's actually we can audit, the, if you like, the quality of the inspection. So I think that from a management point of view, we, we can be far more aware of the areas that we're falling short, falling short, whereas before you didn't have that insight into the inspection. So I think to truthfully answer the question, yes, I think we are doing a far better job, but I think we're also become aware of how much more improvement is required because, I mean, just as you go through inspection reports, different technicians, you just see a varying quality of inspection and that's something, you know, a goal to work on this year is to try and standardise the, you know, the quality or the, the improve the quality of the inspection that the technician is doing. Well, we're mainly, we've got our, some tailor-made inspections that we're doing there, Jennifer, and, and mainly the 20-point inspection. So just service inspections, I think, is the answer to your question. I mean, we do have um, we do have a hire department. So I mean, we have done a few in outs, but that that's not the system that the hire business runs. Mm-hmm. Um, we use we use ASIP inspections on the hire gear, but from a service perspective yeah I mean I guess we're moving on now we're in January but back in September October we ran a promotion with a three 20 point inspection so that was a promotion that we did for customers so I guess that got the technicians used to using the um, that 20 point inspection I guess I'm, I'm not as in deep into the day-to-day running of the service department as what I was. Uh, I probably can go back and answer the question is that, I mean, we, over September, October, we ran this promotion for a free um, inspection. Mm-hmm. And we actually, well, we tracked, I mean, I know that you've got the win-loss um, tracking built into the app which isn't necessarily as accurate as it we would like um, because I think um, the service managers can manipulate that data. And, I mean, we, we ran a, you know, running a, a bit of a reward, we can see that people, um, some of their activity can be um, swayed if you like. Right. So we actually we actually tracked it through our own internal accounting um, program. What value of work we won through ASIPs for mm-hmm. that period, and for those two months, we 
Well, we reckon that we got an additional $40,000 worth of work for two months. Yeah, look, I, I think the whole the win-loss, like, I mean, it got, we had people that uh, he's not in, in the chair anymore as a service manager, but, um, yeah, like putting in the quote values, you can, he's over-inflating, was over-inflating the value of the work that he was quoting. And that wasn't being translated into actual sales. And so that's why we um, decided that we'd use a different measure of measuring what the actual wins were. This last year has been like a year um, we've never been through before. So, look, there's so many factors that um, have um, been in play. I mean, one of the things that I could perhaps share, and it's not necessarily um, related to ASIPs, but like the actual whole good sales, the market has declined something like 20% this last year, whereas, I mean, we actually managed to grow our market share this last calendar year. Um I think we were basically, um, I think we had around the same sales figures for what we had the previous year. So I think whether the, you know, that's, um, wasn't the, re- we were hoping to sell more, but I mean, I think that in view of the mar- as declining market, we probably did really well. Our service department seemed to have suffered quite a bit more than um, we were expecting. But, yeah, so, look, I, I don't know that, you know, the whole business environment is so fluid and that it's hard to draw any conclusions, really. It's just about doing the best every day. Uh, probably 18 months ago now, we got a new general manager, which Colin came from Isuzu New Zealand, which, I mean, Isuzu um, was the number one truck selling, you know, number one in the market for the previous 10 years. And, I mean, being... I mean, coming through the GM system, um, the customer satisfaction is a fairly high part of the, you know, their business. And alongside um, ASIPs, Colin, this last year we've introduced a customer satisfaction survey. So after every service job, the customer's to get a text message asking whether they're satisfied um, with the service. And so along ASIPs, there's been a big push with the inspections and the customer satisfaction survey. Um, yeah, so I think it's it, there's definitely been a, a focus on it within the business. Improving the consistency of the inspection, that would be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, achieving a hundred percent in terms of an, an inspection on every service job. So our target is that every 
you know, every service, every customer visit has an ASIP inspection done. Uh, so that's a, that's a goal. And the other one would be, um, we would like to roll out ASIPs to our service partners. I mean, we've had, um, we've had at least one of our authorised service centres that's asked if they can join ASIPs. I mean, I, I think one of the things that, um, is holding us back, I think, is we don't feel that we've been doing a particularly good job with ASIPs ourselves, that we didn't want, we wanted to be able to, if you like, be able to support our service dealers by able to, you know, show them at least how it works and being successful. Um, and I'm not sure how we would work it. Um, yeah, but maybe it's a, it's it's. I've, I guess I've let the cat out of the bag now, but it's probably <laughs> another a conversation for another day. But yeah, rolling it out to our um, service partners would be something that we'd we'd like to do this year. So they're an authorised service centre. So we're the we're the distributor for um, Case and ASV products for New Zealand. We do all the whole goods sales. We don't have dealers that are doing sales, but we have authorised service centres where they're um, authorised to do warranty work, um, you know, servicing on the equipment. Because I mean, we don't have. Um, we don't have a an advanced grip branch in every location that we sell. I mean, I know New Zealand is probably only a um, small country, but and I mean, we've only got five million people. But you know, from the top to the bottom, you know, it's two thousand kilometres. Um, it's long and narrow. It's probably a little bit like Australia that there's a lot of dealers for the population. You know, if you take a a city or like Chicago, um, I think you, you've got, you know, one or two dealers and they would have their, their population would probably be 10 times what we've got for the whole country. So that, that's a challenge for us is just the geographical area that we need to cover with such a small machine park. Well, look, we haven't, like I say, we haven't, um, we haven't offered it to them. We've been approached by one. He's actually seen that what we're doing and he's come and said, look, can I do that as well? Um, I would imagine out of the five, I would, I could think of one other that I think would be into it. The other three probably not so much. Yeah. Um, the, the the issue becoming the the issue is that really they need access to our full data set in terms of the machines because we don't know I mean we don't know where a machine's gonna turn up yeah. and we we don't want to have you know the same machine incurring in different data sets, do we? Right. So whether they would 
um, become a, depart- a division of, if you like, Advanced Quip or, or another store, but mm-hmm. that then gives us, that then potentially gives them access into information within our own organisation that we don't necessarily want them to have. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I say there, it's certainly a goal, but, right. but there's some questions, I mean, yeah, I haven't pursued it because there's some questions that I have and, you know, don't want to put the opportunity, op, you know, the offer out there without thought through how we do it. And, I mean, with everything that happens, it's not number one priority. But, well, I'll be honest and say that I haven't really looked, I myself haven't looked at anything else. Um, I don't know whether you're familiar with NH in Australia, they're using a uh, they're using a different product, which Colin has been over there, and they they're actually raving about it. It's more around video. The technician sends you know just videos to the customer of what he's doing and what he's found. Um, they did have something on LinkedIn. They were putting up about it. I mean, Brian's smiling. He might know what the product is they're using. Yeah, so look, I mean, one of the I've been charged with is we want to investigate and make more use of the video function within ASIPs. So I think that's something that we can do more, more, make more use of videos. Uh, The guy that joined the company actually took my role, a guy, Tom Stanley. He was... Um, working more on the passenger car sector, he um, I can't. It's more for me. I was going. It's auto something. I can't remember. I didn't. I was going to say auto IT, but that's not right. Or I know on the passenger car they must use a, very, a similar similar product. But look, I mean, we we don't have any um, any plans to change that I'm aware of. I think that. As far as the ASIP tools, tool the um, the weak weak link at the moment is us. We need to fully explore and make use of the functionality that's there. Once we've exhausted it, we'll um, I'm sure we'll be letting you know. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Episode 9 of our Turning Inspections into Cash podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every other week. In Episode 10, we'll be talking to Josie Sisler, CEO, Ben Geiger, Complex Service Manager, and Sam Funston, Complex Service Administrator, at Delta Power to learn how they took a one-store inspection program to an 11-store success with millions of incremental parts and service revenue earned in 2020. If you want to learn more about how we can help your dealership turn inspections into cash, you can call me, Jennifer Keller, at 406-880-4545 or email me at jennifer at theactivatecompany.com.